Uh, we are back with one of many editions of this podcast. I haven't bothered to count, but uh, an MMA betting podcast, which remains nameless. And this is after the excellent event ahead of one of the worst events that the UFC has put forth. And it's very, very unfortunate. But to discuss it anyway, um, here I am. And with me is Gugabe, one of the top better on the internet. Good time, all right. So, uh, we should probably start with the good card last weekend, which was really fucking amazing. Uh, Johnny Walker versus Justin Ledet seems like a good place to start, just because it was really short. Look, well, might. I think um, Ledet came to play Spoonie and Walker came to play Knifey. <laughs> and that's didgeridoo, mate. I mean, Ledette, I favored, I didn't, I kind of favored. I thought there was some value on him, but you know, yeah, it's 15 I, second knockout. It, it was nice, but how much is that really worth? <laughs> I mean, Ledette came out, like he threw out a jab in the first, like, yeah. that's as long as the fight lasted. And then Walker just threw a janky ass hook to spinning back fist combination, and it just sparked. I don't even know how Walker's getting these weird, he's like Vulcan Uzdemir. Yeah. He's literally Vulcan Uzdemir at this point. Vulcan Uzdemir has no charisma, though. Vulcan Uzdemir is awesome. What you're talking about? He made me a lot of money. I'll give him that. I, like, no, can we talk about Marcus Perez versus Anthony Hernandez? That was a good fight. No, but were you there for um, Vulcan Uzdemir's fucking Reddit AMA? That was the funniest shit ever. Uh, I, can't, I wasn't even aware Vulcan Uzdemir spoke English. <laughs> I mean... Isn't he like under arrest for beating some woman in a bar fight or something? I'm vaguely remember uh, that. I have no idea to be. There was, there was a whole thing with him not being able to leave the country for a bit. Was was that the thing where he went to jail? I think so. Mm. People made a bunch of no time jokes, no because like when he got <laughs> yeah. off, people it was just like no jail time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. So rewinding a bit, Marcus Perez versus Anthony Hernandez, and Anthony Hernandez looked like uh, a shitty version of Vitor Belfort for a lot of it, but. Marcus Perez um, made many of us a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hernandez just seems to have like one flurry of hooks, and that's it. He's very small for the division. And the fact he was a big favorite here is fucking mystifying. I mean, Shout out to uh, my boy Marcus Perez for not knock it, for not TKOing what's the Hernandez and instead going for the um, submission. That was nice of him. I mean... It was pretty obviously just the contender series hype, and that's always there. It's weird as hell. I mean, actually, twice on this card, I think it's been, it's been like saved by the submission props have been saved by um, the action of a Brazilian. Like even fucking what's his name, um, oh, um, Chucky Olives could have um, easily taken oh, the table. Yeah. Honestly, should have been. That should have been. That was yeah. That was fine. To, that was fine to stop it. Yeah, that was that wasn't really. Oliveira not knocking him out. That was Oliveira knocking him out, the referee not calling it, and then Oliveira choking him out. Sure. Speaking of that fight, shockingly bad performance from David Tamer, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like when, when the referee gets in your face and, like, it just it sort of breaks your mental, um, your mental state, I guess. For that, yeah, it's just hard to get back into the fighting, fighting um, mindset after you've um, <laughs> had to um, have, a, have a break and... Be told off by the referee and resort yourself. 
I mean, fair enough. But on the other hand, if you're breaking mentally to something that Charles Oliveira didn't break to mentally, you can only conclude that David Tamer has the mentality of fucking toilet paper. He doesn't say he doesn't take care of his underwear. And also that that <laughs> I, I, that I okay, I'll just off the off the kick was pretty, seemed pretty nasty. Yeah, it was horrible. That was bad. Yeah. But, I mean, but AV intentional, I guess, but also the um, one with the foot in the eye with um, Oliveira. Like, Tamer seemed to be more, Tamer's eyes seemed more fucked up than. Um... Oh, it definitely was. He, it looked like he had a fucked up orbital. Yeah. But a good performance by Oliveira, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. what to make of it because he just came out and, like, landed a, one of those um, fucking Anderson Silva, Tony Frickland elbows that. Oh, stepped- that was nice. I yeah, actually wish that I wish that was a knockout. To be honest, if he just if he just done that and walked off, I'd been so happy. I mean, but you know, a bunch of people had Oliveira by sub, so it is what it is. Sure, I just had the under. Okay, yeah. that's oh, yeah, I, I, I chucked um under for one and a half for Maya, good, and Oliveira Tamer at the last second. It was like plus five, plus four hundred between the two. I don't usually parlay, but I just what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, had, um, I just had Tamer. <laughs> You know, straight up, and I had Oliveira inside the distance. And no. I should have gone Oliveira by sub in retrospect, like before the fight, it just made more sense. But, you know, he knocked him out, so it worked out, I guess. And yeah. Wouldn't have been value anyway. But, uh, yeah, performance by Oliveira. I think he's ranked now, actually. Which no, he is. Deserve. No. Um, I think it's fairly deserved. Tamer was, Tamer was like his friend ranked. Yeah, Tamer's good. I like Tamer. I, this performance aside, he's looked relatively good. It's just this performance was kind of horrible, in my opinion. Like, it makes sense that someone who fights is going to have some trouble against Oliveira coming at him so aggressively. But yeah. and Oliveira isn't really a good pressure fighter. So, it was his... Um, the what, next what fight... Um, What's-his-name still? I'm ranked um, Nate Diaz. For, forever. Is, is Nate Diaz ranked? Fuck, yeah, be... number 12. <laughs> Alexander Hernandez is ranked over Chucky Olives. Oh, my. Lightweight's just a fucking deep enough. It just makes no sense. Why is Nate Diaz ranked? That's fucking stupid. In case he comes back and fights Conor McGregor. I mean, sure, but then you can just put him in again. That's what they did with um, Anderson Silva. Sure, yeah. Hmm. They just put him in at number 15 for no reason. I don't even think yeah, it was... Well, Number 15 spot is usually just whoever's fighting next, honestly. Yeah, true, but they could have just done that for Nate Diaz whenever he returned. And you could have just been like, you know, Nate Diaz is top 15. True, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, so, so Anderson Silver being top 15 is not like, I mean, obviously the drugs and all that, but. I mean, it's not egregious, but on the other hand. He hasn't, he hasn't lost outside the. Um... Yeah, but he also doesn't have any wins in the top 15 except for Derek Brunson. Which was that was a meme. So, I mean, I don't really think he deserves to be top fifteen. But on the other hand, Elias Theodoro is number fourteen, so I can't really complain. Middleweight sucks. Theodoro would fuck up with Anson Silva. Theodoro is probably the goat. Probably okay. I mean, we're about to talk. Well, who, who, who are you going to suggest as a goat? What's that? Who Who are you going to suggest as a goat over um? I mean, uh, he won in the co-main event of the event that we're currently discussing. His name is Aldo, and once he won, there was zero question as to who was the good. Still GSP. I like Aldo no. a lot. The, ans- the answer is no. Still GSP. 
uh, uh, like it's only been like what five days since so i don't know if i'm gonna be completely reasonable about this but what i'm going to say is that after that win if say that anyone budget was the goat you're just straight up wrong it's not it's like saying fucking someone other than um silva is the middleweight goat it just makes no sense why, why would silva be the middleweight goat Chris Wyman by massive margin. <laughs> of course, Silver just beat up on shitters. Yeah, and that's more than any other middleweight champion has done in a long time, except for you know Robert Whitaker, who ha- doesn't really have the longevity. And yeah. Robert Whitaker become. You know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping for Israel Adesanya to win via something like, or Israel Adesanya to lose via something like fucking bullshit. Like he gets his yeah. in the cage or something, and Robert I have Whitaker stops feeling. I have a weird feeling there's a tepid, no, no, no action, split decision for Silver Israel. <laughs> like, I just, I, my expectation is 30 26, 30 27, 30, 27 30 or some shit. It's just some stupid shit. Yeah, I don't. Maybe. Adesanya, like, showed urgency against Brunson, but he also doesn't show a whole lot of urgency in general. Like, he didn't really. He outclassed the shit Brad Tavares, but also didn't really look to finish him that much. So. Yeah. Possible. I just think the skill gap's way too wide. But back to Fortaleza. It's Damian Maya versus a grappling dummy, and I like Lyman, really. Uh, but you know, he was pretty much a grappling dummy in this one. Yeah, pretty much. My um, performance. My doing my things. Um, yeah. And, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was really interesting because, like, yeah, you know, I. I could, I had some doubts coming in about Maya just because it felt like three straight horrible fights for him that he would have lost anyway. Might have hidden the fact that he was declined. He's 41 years old. He's 18 years into his career. So, I mean, I felt that there was a chance that Good would just catch him, but Good was justifiably afraid of the takedown, back to the fence, and got destroyed. Yeah, got um, mired. Yeah. Um... Um, yeah, co-main event, the greatest of all time, Jose Aldo, faces Hanato Moicano, who is, um, yeah, Moicano looked decent enough in the first round, in my opinion. I didn't yep. think he won it, just because Aldo landed, like, one left hook that sort of turned his head away, but it was... I felt like Aldo landed the better shot, though. I just felt like Moicano was busier, so I gave it to him. I mean, fair, I don't think that one was, like, very yeah. clear either way. It was just yeah. scouting each other, and turned out sure. I was the smarter guy in that exchange. Yeah. It looks like it, but yeah. yeah, I mean, one weird thing I've seen about this fight is a lot of people acting like Aldo landed the left hook, and it was like a fucking fluke or something. And I honestly don't see it, just because even before the fight, and I think we said this, is that Moicano is outgunned in the pocket. It was that Moicano was probably going to win by picking Jose Aldo um, with the jab and with the feint, gassing him out, but Moicano just didn't really play that game. Yeah. He kind of fainted, but he didn't drive enough of a pace to gas out Jose Aldo in three rounds for yep. him to actually get any work done. So, I mean, Aldo just figured out that the pocket was where Moicano was weakest, got in, yep. packed him with a left hook because he was squared up and throwing a check hook. And just yep. on him. Did somebody get cut at Feverwhite? Everybody else moved up. Everybody's moved up one spot from 
Uh, Mendez. Mendez officially retired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking Golden Gillette. Calvin Kater's a rank. It's good on him. Yeah, Kater. Kater's the good. No, I know. Eric Sheldon's a rank, too. Kater's the good prospect. Tito Gillishaw is number 13 at Flyweight. Really? Yes. I mean... I mean, I guess. What the shit? I don't know. Look at the UFC rankings. Number 13. That's just... Yeah, TJ Dillashaw being below fucking Ryan Benoit in any ranking is just wrong. <laughs> that make and Rogerio Bontor on. Dude, would, would fucking Tim Elias is high ranked. TJ Dillashaw, Wilson Hayes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just look at the rankings and yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense just because TJ Dillashaw's only flyweight outing was, you know, fucking horrible. But, I know, but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it was bad enough that they really shouldn't rank him. They're going to rank him. It should at least yeah. be reasonable. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, men is what? Men pushed yeah, everyone off the spot. Yep. That meant that uh, Calvin Cater, the best, uh, is now he's now ranked. And yep. hopefully something like Josh Emmett so that he can actually move up the rankings. Yeah, so... Any final thoughts on Jose Aldo pulling away by defeating Hanato Moikana? Look, he overtook Matt Hamill for the GOAT discussion, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just think, I, let's see, I know obviously GSP giving a double champ doesn't really count because it was over Bisping. Okay, if you're going to slander Bisping, just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind Bisping, yeah, but yeah, Bisping was never the number one middleweight. Bisping would have beaten Yoel at Time. And he would have sparked Rockhold 10 out of 10 times. Uh, I feel like the Yoel matchup for Bisping is like one he's lost so many times. Bro. It's like, oh, you're putting up volume, you're being consistent, then Yoel just fucking finds the fucking spirit bomb. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, does, what does Bisping do to stop the spirit bomb? <laughs> I mean, I think the difference is just that Yoel, like, at that, I think 2018 Yoel would have just, like, you know, fucking murdered him. But. Yeah. That was when Yoel actually became legitimately amazing after the Whitaker loss, and he just reinvented himself. But yeah. I think 2016, 2017, Yoel, when it actually looked like that fight was supposed to happen and was going to happen, yeah. weirder. And he was like a slow, like Dan Henderson came out and just started fooling hands like over the top immediately, yep. like round one, before he could gas out, right? And Bisping survived those and gassed him out. Now, the difference between Dan Henderson and Yo Romero, well, one of them, is that Yo Romero tends to wait and read his guy before actually throwing much. And this was way, 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 way worse back in 2016. It was literally just doing nothing, wrestling if the guy wanted to wrestle him, and finding some random burst of violence to just kill the guy. And I think Bisping would have gassed him out before that was really viable. Just with pure pace, Yoel would have had a heart attack trying to do, trying to do as little as possible. But you know, it's it didn't happen. So R.I.P. Bisping's legacy. Look, Romero, love you. Romero, love you. He's a soldier <laughs> of God. No forget Jesus. No forget Jose. That's. <laughs> but yeah. You know, um. Main event. Marlon Mirage pissed me off. I, I fucking that. I had fucking TKO. Same here. I was like, fuck you, Mirage. <laughs> Just knock him out. That was just the absolute worst. 
I mean, yeah, good performance. Oh, yeah, Mirage, is, Mirage is the best band in the world. Mirage is probably the GOAT. I, I'm leaning towards Mirage beating Dillashaw. But yeah. on the other hand, I don't really know how much of Dillashaw's last performance was the weight cut versus how much was just, you know, win four, lose one curse versus how much was um, Dillashaw not being as good as he yeah. used to be, I guess, and versus how much Hudo is actually good. And that last one is one that I'm not actually willing to consider because I don't think Sahudo is that great. <laughs> I believe at this point that Marlon Marais retires as the bad and white goat. Uh, I, it, there's a very real possibility, and that's yeah. because... I, I beat Dillashaw, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, if, if he beats Dillashaw, then automatically maybe the best resume in Ben and White history in yeah. fucking five fights. What was that, five fights? Six fights? Yeah, five like yeah. fights. Yeah. I mean... A sunset. Who's ever done that to a sunset? He's gotten check hooked at featherweight by fucking Eric Koch. But yeah. after that, a sunset in this current form is r- ridiculously difficult to beat. In that he's hard to beat in general, yeah. and harder to beat the way Morales just did. Just fucking bombed him with right hands. Yeah. And then you know, tapped him out. Like I don't think the tap out was particularly significant because a sunset was probably done from the right hands. Yeah. Even on the regional, even like WSOF and all that, he still had some decent wins, like Miguel Torres and Tyson Nam, Josh Hill, Shaman. Yeah, yeah I mean, not top, but... For a regional, non-UFC, those are very good wins. And once he's gotten into the UFC, he's gotten elite win after elite win. Like, I like Jimmy Rivera a lot, and he knew yeah. Jimmy Rivera. I like Rafael Asuncao a lot. He yeah. destroyed Rafael Asuncao this time. And yeah. It's just, it's hard to see who can stop Marlon Moraes in this. He won this fight with the fucking shits. I guess it makes sense why he was rushing, but yeah. now coming out, wearing the light gray trunks just to challenge yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, killing a top two, top three um, yeah. Bantamweight in the world, that's just insane. So, yeah. uh,. Yeah, that's what price I got because I got a bunch on um Marais to be bad and white champion at the end of the year at the start of the year. Oh, that's I think that's... it was six. I think it was six to one. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it was like plus five hundred. I was like, what the fuck? I'm check my I, mean, I feel like at this point, is there anyone else to get the title shot? Yeah, Marais um, plus five hundred. I got this one plus five hundred too. I mean, it's pretty much is yeah. the abundantly clear number one contender. There's Marais. There's maybe Pedro Munoz if he Cody Garbrandt. There's maybe Peter Yan if he like sparks John Dodson and keeps active and sparks another um, guy. Like you know he's fought like once every two months at this point. But no. at this point, I think like with a bunch of injuries, Marlon Moraes is going to get the title shot. And getting plus five hundred odds to, for Marlon Moraes to beat Dillashaw is amazing. So that's of the four which. Um, not only allowed the greatest of all time to pull away, and yes, I'm going to keep saying yeah. that, but it also cemented the number one contender at bantamweight. Um, but you know, yeah. it's kind of have to feel for Rafael Asuncao. It's hard not to. Um, he's this yeah. was Rafael Asuncao's first five round main, like scheduled for five rounds main event. His very first one, according like as far as I can, yeah. see, he's never gotten a title shot, and this was his first main event on a fight night. And this guy's been the top, like, 
not be top contender very often. He's been a top contender for a very, very long time. He never got a shot at Barrow or at Cruz yeah. or at Garbrand. Is equally ridiculous. One, in my opinion, would have beaten all three of them. And, you know, he had to run into two extremely elite talents to yeah. get beaten the way he got beaten by Dillashaw and Marais. So, um, yeah, just, you know, respect to Hafiela Sunsau. Most underrated bantamweight ever, possibly. Most underrated yeah. fight ever, maybe. I want him versus Crows. I want him versus Crows, honestly. I think that's the end best. Matchup yeah, is a point. And obviously, he won't be champion off it, but just a proof of point. Yeah, I mean, he won't be champion, but at least he can say, you know, I beat a guy that people thought was. No. Only be beaten by Garbrandt, and a sunset just comes in and, like, kicks the literal shit out of him. That would just be insane. Yeah. And people are like, oh, he's old. But a sound sounds also old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Cruz just his style, it doesn't age well. Yeah. yeah considering um you know it, it, not only does it not age well in the sense that he hasn't aged well in terms of injuries yep. it also doesn't age well in the sense that it's so reliant on like fighters being relatively bad boxers and fighters for yep. him and you know i think a sunset would do that at any point he would have you know just kicked the crap out of bruce and also my thing of um Cruz is also yeah he sort of came in there before leg kicks really became part of the meta. Like some people threw them, but they weren't consistent leg kickers. I think there's just a dedicated leg kicker just kicks the shit out of Cruz. Yeah, I mean, part of the novel, I guess, of um, Aldo versus Faber was that people don't didn't generally use leg kicks in that way. Yeah. Like yeah. It, was, it was what Cecil Peoples, I think it was Cecil Peoples, he called legs like leg kicks like leg, like they don't finish fights. And you don't, that was the case for a long time. It was just something to throw out empty volume. So yeah. it's very possible. So yeah, good for Marais. Sucks for a Sun Sao. Great for Aldo, who is, you know, also great. Greater than anyone yeah. in fact. Uh, <laughs> just Tank Abbott, yeah. <laughs> and just, tank Abbott. And just being annoying at this point. And, uh, yeah, moving on to UFC 234 in Rod Labor Arena. Um, it's... I, I have a sales pitch for you. Imagine you went to this event. Imagine you wanted to go to this event. And imagine in this stadium, the cheapest tickets on the back wall would cost 450 bucks. Would you say that to be a value, a value proposition? I mean, yeah, who doesn't watch Montana De La Rosa versus Matty on the main card? Jesus. <laughs> I'm just not going through this. All right, I don't care about the first fight. Callum Potter is Australian shitty Ortega. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So first fight, Luigi Burn versus. Okay, yeah. This was, um... I could not manifest the shit if you paid me to. <laughs> I, I remember Jonathan Martinez because he got kind of effortlessly destroyed by um, Andre Sukuntat when Sukuntat was actively sabotaging himself. Nope. This is yeah no that's not a good fight. Jalen Turner was the nuked by Vicente Luque and I don't think Callan Potter is that good. Yeah. Lando Venata, good for a fun fight, not for a good fight, I suppose. Yeah. Um, um, Callan uh, um, Potter sucks. Get, get heavy on the um, turn of the round one KO because Callan Potter has no defense. I might, uh, what are the odds on that one? 
two to three to one plus two hundred. Mm-hmm. But trust me, it's it's just it's just Callum Porter is chinny and has no defense. This is like Fyodor Bader territory. Well, I mean, someone with no defense is in the main event fighting for the title. True, but Gaslam is not chinny. I mean, imagine if Callum Potter just fucking Homer Simpson the division though. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's called Brian Ortega, and that was an interesting period of time. We shall never talk about it again. Yeah, Kyung Ho Kang and um, one of my boys on Twitter, I think it's Kyung Ho Kang, who he really likes. Uh, like, you know, he has some really slick clinch stuff. Unfortunately, he's fighting Teruto Ishihara, who isn't good. And yep. he's mostly been known for that whole, um, whole my bitches meme or whatever. Yeah. I mean, got killed by Peter Yan last time and yep. fucking Artem Lobov. And yeah. Um, yeah. Next is one of the stronger prospects, I suppose, in Kaikara France versus Ralph Paiva. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about Rowley and Paiva. I believe he's a contender series guy, and it's surprisingly not. I mean, I would expect it to be a little bit more juiced. I return. That, you know, it's contender series, but. I mean, I actually spent it a lot more um, opening odds on Kaikara France, considering that um, Kaikara France came off like, I think, was that the fight that should have been stopped like 50 times? Uh, I do remember it being a bit of a shit kicking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rally yeah, and Paiva. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about Rally and Paiva. Him being only, only plus 250 is, I think, a symptom of the contemporary type. Just yeah. in the, I would have expected someone like Kaikara France, who had a lot of hype before the UFC, and justified that hype in the UFC to be something like, you know, fucking minus 500 against someone who no one knows. So, no. Kaikara France via shit-kicking. That's... Yeah. Uh, and oh, well. next fight, Shane Young versus Austin Arnett. Um, I don't write Young particularly highly, so I'm going to say yeah, Arnett's value side at whatever the fucking price he's at. But Yeah, he's a plus 250. Yeah, he shouldn't be that wide. I don't um, think Garnett's very good. Isn't Garnett off a win? Garnett's off. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying Bandanay. Bandanay, yeah. He's not very good. I'm not. I'm not saying he's very good. I'm just. But he just shouldn't be that big a fucking dog. Yeah, that's yeah, probably young, true. I mean, I'm not. Young is okay, I guess. I'm not generally a fan of odds this wide on people that are like aren't established. I guess yeah. young being a greater. Uh, favorite than Whitaker over Gastelum is kind of weird to me, but you know, yeah, I think probably the value side. I don't actually know a whole lot about the, but you know, next fight Devonte Smith versus um, Dong Young Kim. I believe he's going by yeah Dong Young Ma now, to not yeah. be used with uh, Stun Gun. Hasn't fought in forever, so I don't know why this uh, rebrand was necessary, but yeah, Maestro Dong Young Kim. Facing Devonte Smith, Smith off the um, it's not like thirty second KO over Julina Rose. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, should be. Okay. Should be a relatively clean Devonte Smith win. I think Devonte. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. I think he's great, but you know that's pretty much been the theme of this entire card at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Next, Jimmy Crute versus Sam Alvey, and we are now on the main card. As hard as that is to believe. <sighs> I think Sam Alvey just, I just, I just Jim Curry is slow and has shit boxing and 
his really elite skill set, I guess, is top control grappling. I just feel like Sam Alvey knocks him the fuck out. I I wouldn't be surprised. Alvey is at plus odds, I believe now. He's yeah, still is, still is. Yeah, so it's very narrow, but you yep. know, uh, it's surprising that he's the underdog. I mean, I guess it, it makes some sense, but yep. like Alvey couldn't knock out Rashad Evans, but yep. on the other hand, Alvey did knock out that other Polish dude, whatever his name. So yep. Uh, yeah, I think I think I favor Alvi, but I'm just not even sure because I don't think Alvi's great. And I think Jimmy Crute is pretty solid, especially on the top. But if you're having a close um, bear Jew... He's the only person in Earth's history to lose a round to Paul Craig. I went back and checked. <laughs> Paul Craig either taps you or he uh, gets um, his ass kicked. I think Uncle I have grappled with Paul Craig, right? Yeah, but but an ankle I have just held him down for fourteen minutes and fifty yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Fight the aforementioned Montana De La Rosa versus Nadia Kassam. I couldn't give a shit about this fight. I don't know either. Let's move on too. You're, you're <laughs> overlooking the many goats. Nadia Kassam is the goat of the fourth, the set of the second fights on this um main card. I don't fuck it. Why, why is Nadia... I, I lost a fair bit of money fading Nadia Kassem last time because Cooper, I think, was just terrible. Cooper? Oh. Who did she beat last time? Um, Alex Chambers. Alex asked Chambers. Alex. Oh, that yeah. was horrible. Even then, Alex, Alex Chambers was getting stuck in the triangle choke for two minutes <laughs> away from edging a split there. I don't rate either of these people particularly highly. And the fact that I've never heard of Montana De La Rosa and she's ranked number 14 at women's flyweight is a pretty scathing. And I, I watch every event to my own detriment. I watch the hamburger yep. all the way through and I have never heard of Montana De La Rosa. So, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. Let's move on to one of the few interesting fights on this card that isn't the main or co-main. It's the uh, third to last fight, Hani Yaya versus Ricky Simone. And um, looks like the odds are relatively close. Haniyaya at a plus 110, Ricky Simone at a minus 140. And when it comes to Haniyaya, you might as well go with um, him by sub. Yeah. Well, it really comes down to what sort of wrestler Ricky Simon is. Does he have the ability to keep Yaya off him until Yaya gasses? Yeah, I mean, I think Yaya is a solid, like, not a takedown guy, but he's pretty solid at initiating grappling. Yeah. And- the fact that he got, you know, kind of clashed in that aspect by um, Chad Mendez doesn't really say anything because Mendez is ridiculously yeah. hard to grapple if he doesn't want to grapple you. And, yeah, well, Mendez beat what's his name in, um, you know, Chad Mendez in um, that BJJ thing. Did he tap um, Glover or Jeff Glover or something? Somebody decent. Um, maybe. He tapped, yeah, Jeff Glover. Remember he, um, he beat Jeff Glover and it's a mission underground throw. Oh, uh, yeah. I just so yeah. that's not like yeah you know, fucking Mendez is a legit yeah. grappler. Yeah, I mean, and Mendez is ridiculously athletic and has a gigantic wrestling advantage. Even if he didn't have the yeah. grappling, he just you know. And I think this fight. Has anybody ever really out grappled Chad Mendez? Oh no, no, no one ever had Chad Mendez. Exactly. If you if you try to wrestle him, he just looks like you're an idiot. Yeah, like I mean, Volkanovski got up, but. One of those is off the cage, and then it was just kind of like Mendez just died, had no cardio left. Yeah. I mean, if 
I feel like if Volkanovski wanted to grapple Mendez, like he could have, but yeah, it's just too I think dangerous. That was more gas tank, right? I think that was more gas tank like, honestly. Yeah, that was that was just a gas, and you know, Mendez not really being able to handle getting needled over by um, the Volkanovski jab, and I think that's kind of how um, he lost would go because Mendez played a weird sort of Woodley game in that fight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hani Yaya versus Ricky Simone. I, I like Ricky Simone a decent amount. I didn't think he beat Montel Jackson, but he um, did not even last second, like yep. over win over uh, Marab Dvalishvili. Yeah. I think this could look like, you know, those classic fights where the grappler can't get the other guy outstruck. I think that's very likely. Um, but, you know, it seems uh, like a relatively close fight. Yaya by submission is plus 179. Well, I don't think... Regular line, plus 100. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, like, necessarily a close fight, but I think it's one that could definitely go either way, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not I, mean, like, I feel like productively, you know, I, the actual fight itself is going to be, it's two outcomes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, um, well, a lot of, like, striker versus grappler fights. Where like good um, Maya. Like, you know, yeah, there was a clear binary there. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter whether, like, there was a 49% chance of the grappler getting the guy down. It just didn't happen this time, so the fight was lopsided. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's a odds wise, it's one that should be capped relatively narrow, and it is. Um, I think Yaya is kind of the value side, especially with Yaya by sub, which is basically just the Yaya um, money line, basically. So, yeah, now moving on to the co main event Israel Adesanya, uh, the number six ranked middleweight in the world, facing the somewhat newly minted number 15 middleweight in the world, Anderson Silva. And this is a rising prospect. Yep. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, I have two predictions. Either it's Israel by just annihilating him in two minutes, or neither does anything, and we get the tepid meme split decision where it's just terrible for everybody involved. I mean, I trust out of lead more than I trust, you know, obviously Silva to lead because Silva doesn't like leading unless yeah. facing someone like, um, like Bisping and he's down on the cards. Yeah. But yep. I think, I mean, I think Adesanya annihilates him. I have a small bet on um, Adesanya by decision, just because Silva's been relatively tough throughout his career. He has a chin, and yep. Adesanya hasn't shown an absolute ton of urgency in his UFC career. Yep. He did against um, Brunson, but that's because Brunson yep. was going face first into him at every opportunity. Yep. Rate Silva that highly, but you know he won't be doing that. Yeah. Like he'll do, he'll do the opposite. He just won't do anything. <laughs> exactly. It's going to take longer to open a guy up than it is to um, just counter him when he's running at you. Yep. So I think um, Adesanya by decision was something like plus 300 or something like that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Adesanya wins. Oh, it's a plus 180 now. It's way off. Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's still some value as opposed to going for Adesanya. Um, Money line, which is a minus six thirty, and Adesanya inside the distance is at minus one forty eight. So, uh, yeah, that's about as good of a read I have on it. I think Adesanya is 
a lot better as a striker just because yeah. you know, he can paint and he has um he does a good job defending stuff yep that you can't really say about silva's wins in his prime yep. i'd agree though um main event robert whitaker bobby knuckles against kelvin gastelum the um relatively unlikely contender i feel like a lot of people think that gastelum is underrated and yep. honestly feels more like uh, excuse me it honestly feels more like the names on his record have him overrated yeah because yeah. he has wins over fucking michael bisping he has um jackery Souza. he has and for someone who knows a lot about middleweight, Tim Kennedy is a really, really good win. Um, at one point, he would have been at least. But then yeah. he has a win over fucking Johnny Hendricks, who beat GSP. But then if you look at each of those wins with even a little bit of context, just fall yeah. entirely. And also, like, Gaslam just doesn't really vary things up. Like, Gas, I'm just, what's exactly his Gaslam skill set? It's like three punches and a decent man I could choke. And then sign chin. Yeah, being immortal. Yeah, like I just and like a lot of his wins over old men have just been being in front of them, absorbing shots, and still being there long enough for them to gas out. Exactly. I think I mean I mean even the Bisping fight, and you know if you rewatch that fight, it's you know kind of framed as Bisping got knocked out in the first exchange, but Bisping was doing like not good work in a sense that he was you know looking good. But it was more yeah. looking bad as Bisping just punched him at will. And then yep. Bisping's, um, the fact that Bisping was on a three-week turnaround from getting murked by GSP came back to bite him. But, like, it didn't look unwinnable for Bisping, just like it didn't look unwinnable for Jacare, who did beat him, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Like, Gastelum has just, he hasn't shown the ability to, like, pick a guy. I've seen some people on Reddit saying Gastelum's going to pick Robert apart with his better boxing, and I just don't see it at all. But what, he's got like three punches. He's, he's not really a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> he just has three punches. It feels like people look at like someone who's quote-unquote minimalist and just like work a narrative around it to make them look elite. Yeah. People do with Woodley too. Like Woodley has one overhand right on the feet. Yeah. And yeah. People- Woodley is a tremendous technical boxer such that he can make do with only one punch and a shit ton of fight IQ. Like, no, that's not what it is. He has one punch. Sometimes it comes out very fast and very hard. <laughs> exactly. But like, the answer is the obvious answer. You know, yeah. But yeah, I can't really gush about Robert Whitaker enough. He's, in my opinion, the second best fighter in on the planet today. Um, I think Whitaker worse matchup for Gastelum than even that would suggest. Because like even though I don't kill him that highly, I think he would have a decent chance just via having heavy hand against someone who wasn't an elite defensive operator. And yeah. Whitaker is definitely an elite defensive operator. Also, I also think that nothing I've seen from Gastelum shows me he's got insanely big power or anything. Uh... Like... He hits fair. He hit the. You know, he, he's capable of knocking guys out, but yeah, you know, he's not Yoel Mero or anything. He's not. He's not fucking nuking anybody. I mean, I think you can kind of see with some guys that they like sling bombs, and you can kind of see that when they land, it hurts a lot. And I do think Kelvin Gastelum is one of those guys at middleweight. Yeah. No. I don't think he's deficient of power, especially considering that he's coming up from Walter Wayne. But I do think that like Yoel Romero is a 
better boxer than Kelvin Gastelum. Despite Yo Romero being like pigeonholed as a wrestler and stuff, and Kelvin Gastelum beating guys with punches, Yo Romero is a better boxer than Kelvin Gastelum. And I don't even think that's yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Yo Romero had to spend a ton of time in there with Robert Whitaker and only finally in the last like three rounds they find a way to land on Robert Whitaker's head and still not like conclusively beat him. That's insane. Yeah. Also, yeah, Romero hits harder than Gastelum, and Romero has a deeper pool of tricks. For sure. So, yeah, like, yeah, Romero can keep giving you new, new looks. Well, I, was, I just think if Whitaker gets out the first two rounds with Gastelum, I feel like he's saying everything Gastelum can do. And then it just becomes a matter of does Whitaker feel like killing Gastelum, or does Whitaker just play on the outside and be like, uh, I've seen, your, I've seen your, the entirety of your abilities? I mean, and there's the fact that, like, Whitaker, if he's seen all of Gastelum's stuff and he gets out of the first two rounds, there's a really good chance that he's worked the body. Whitaker works the body very, very well, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. He pretty much gassed out uh, Romero with, like, just teeps. Yeah. Uh, considering, and I don't really look at um, the Ultimate Fighter stuff that closely, yeah. but they actually did a useful challenge this time. With both guys uh, running, what was it, like a mile or something like that? And um, Gastelum gasped fiercely and like projectile vomiting. Yep. It says a lot. I think that's how the, the fight goes. Whitaker laps him, maybe just, yep. you know, executes him whenever he wants to. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that. I feel like we're getting a replay of Whitaker Holloway, kind of. I mean, Whitaker, no, Holloway, um, what you call it? Um... Ortega? Yeah, Holloway Ortega just, yeah, um, Gastelum might have a moment or two, but really it'll just be, wait, this guy's a lot better than Gastelum, and Gastelum's main skill set is ability to take a, be- to take a beating. Yeah, pretty, I, I still feel really bad for Jackeray. Like, he faced yeah. her with a fucking ripped pectoral, something like that, yep. and um, he lost, and I think Whitaker beats him most of the time, but the fact that he took the fight under those circumstances, did and then he faced um Kellen Gastelum a while yep. later. He beat Gastelum yep. in my opinion, and then you know, gassed out yep. from bad grappling decisions. Yep. Um yeah, and then he just got he didn't get robbed, but he also looked better in my opinion. Yep. And now he's really far away from the title when both guys in the title picture are guys that yep. he's lost to. Whitaker very decisively, Gastelum not nearly decisively enough. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and, yeah, and oh, one last thing. It looked like in one of the embedded videos, Gastelum had a uh, ringworm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I say that. Yeah, it's fucked. So if Gastelum drops out, it's going to be, I believe, Adesanya stepping in, most likely. Okay, well, I've, got, I've got Adesanya to be middleweight champion 8 to 1, so. I, I, I love all these, I love all these features. Futures markets are the best. Like, I, I want that fight up. to happen because I want to see it, but I also only want to see it if Whitaker wins. True, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, I'm, I'm not that big a enthusiast about um, Israel. I like Israel, like as a fighter, he's you know obviously excellent, but yep. I just like Whitaker more, and I want some, yeah. like, I don't know, catch him with like a fucking random knee coming in. Yep. Some way that makes it abundantly clear that Adesanya is the better fighter, but he lost yep. wave. 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's the end of UFC 234. A whole lot of don't care. Uh, an excellent main event, just in the sense that hopefully it provides a great clinic. And a whole lot of, yeah, I already said a whole oh. lot of. So, uh, yeah, it looks like the next event in Phoenix, February 17th. Uh, Velasquez and Ganu, Vic Felder. Uh, oh, there's some great fucking bets there. Like, yeah, I can, I can yeah. see obvious sides of both of those fights. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, I think those are both pretty heavy underdog fights, but we'll cover them in detail. Yeah. Later. Sure. Yeah, it looks like a very good um, slate coming up. There's Peter Yan coming up in two weeks after 234. Yep. Jones versus Smith, also featuring the death of Ben Askren at the hands of Robbie Lawler. And, yep. uh, yeah, everything looks good. So, Looks like uh, the end of the show. Yep. See y'all later. Thank you for joining me. Yep. Always good to um, be on the show. Yeah. Yeet.